All right, we are back at it once again. This is episode 19. I'm joined by my Team Flex teammate and my honorary YNH uh, Cup Series teammate. He's been racing with us lately. The the green machine himself, the number 94, Bobby Hall, and the HMFIC, Jason Collins, as always. And going to change it up a little bit this week um, to make sure our sponsors are getting their money's worth. Since everyone doesn't make it to the end of the podcast, every time I'm going to hit them up at the beginning. So shouts out to the Kinder Performance Group, John Kinder, uh, Huffman Designs, Alex Huffman, uh, Scott Fritz Designs, Scott, old, old Scoot Fruits, of course, um, Butt Kicker, uh, doing their thing, shaking your butt, uh, Red Rocket Buildings and Barbecue, as I always say, I love barbecue and I love buildings. I like living inside of one. Um, Elevated Outdoors, and last and certainly not least, uh, WJM. So... Let's jump right into it. All right, we're going to get right into recapping last week. Um, last episode was, uh, we did that right after the truck race. So we yep. covered that with uh, with uh, Mr. Mikey Neal and, and Dustin Reinstettel. We appreciate those guys joining us. Um, so we're going to jump right into the uh, Xfinity results from Charlotte. Um, James Silvers came out on top, which um, I think that's three out of the last four. Yep. Correct. Two in a row, three out of the last four. Yep, three out of the last four. Um, he led 31 laps. He's able to hold off uh, Jim Ott there at the end. Jim uh, led 20 laps. Um, third place was uh, Tony Iverson, who we were hoping was going to join us tonight, but we're going to get him on here sooner or later. Uh, real nice run for Tony. Um, my boy Blake Hensley rolling in P4. Uh, Kyle Mays, Kyle Mace, uh, P5. Um, Jason Arison, who the F is Jason Arison coming in <laughs> P6, um, Bobby Mays slash Mace, uh, coming P7, uh, Matthew Campbell, P8, Justin Ray, P9, and my favorite, I won't, I won't say the fan favorite, but that the Alex favorite, Michael Robinson coming home in P10 after getting his, uh, his cup series victory last week. Yep. Um, looked like this one, I know it. Lately, seems like Xfinity has been having some trouble, but six cautions, 25 caution laps. Not not awful. I, I didn't watch this race, but may, maybe have a first, little more insight in that. First stage, um, we had all we had was one incident. We had one incident for the first 60 laps. And then right after the stage, it just turned into caution after caution. Like it was like we had a, it's a spree of like cautions there towards the, after, right, after, right after the stage started, it's like, you know, cautions breed cautions. That's what everybody says, and it's the truth. They do, because every we had a caution, and then, bam, we had another caution, and then another one. So we had like three or four right there, right back to back after the stage, which was unfortunate. Um, I had really, really high hopes for that, for those guys with that race, with it being a mile and a half, especially. I thought, yeah, these guys are going to, they'll be able to run here and no issues, da 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 Well, unfortunately, we had several issues there. Uh, it wasn't, a, I wouldn't say it was a, a shit show or a crap show or anything like that. Um, but it definitely could have been better for uh, a lot of reasons. Um, I ended up having to remove Jeremiah Hobbs. He ended up causing two, two cautions back to back. He had just gotten charged with one caution comes out right after he gets sent to the rear, trying to drive through the field, 
runs somebody over right after, and it's just like, really, dude, really? Like, you just got charged with a caution. We just, I just said, put you to the rear, and you're going to come up and you're going to run somebody over. Like, why? Like, it didn't make any sense. It just, it, it was almost, and it almost seemed like he was just pissed off and did it intentionally because he, I, I don't know, he, I guess, I guess he didn't feel like he, should have been blamed for the first caution, but what he what happened was he ran somebody over going into turn one. The guy got loose, caused a checkup behind him, and then that guy got the guy behind them got ran over, um, and wrecked, and that's what brought the yellow out. So, but he's the reason he's the one that initiated the contact with the guy in front of him and started the wreck, started the whole thing. If his if he doesn't make contact, and get that guy in front of him sideways, which causes the guys behind him to check up, then there's no caution. So, and then, like I said, immediately after going to the rear, coming up, um, you know, biding his time and just waiting and getting around the guy, there was a slow car on the high side. He just runs right into the dude and turns him like, what the, that, what the uh, hell, man? What are you doing? I, I, I actually, I, I talked about this when I was watching the, the real life cup race today. There was, uh, there are times when, uh, I gosh, I can't remember who got a caution today, but they ended up at the back of the pack and they were very fast. And I said to who I was watching the race with, like if in I racing, I've been that guy before when you're, you're way faster and you're back there racing around with slow people and you, you feel like you have to pass 20 cars in, in one lap to get where you think you deserve to be. Mm-hmm. And so you, you got to rein that stuff in and it's, it can be difficult when you're at a, a track like Charlotte where you, you can't make up, you know, five, 10, 15 spots and, in, in, in a short amount of time, you got to really be methodical about it or else you're going to beat your car up on the way. Or in this instance, you're going to be out of the race because you, yeah. you're too aggressive. Two cautions. I mean, I, I told them beforehand, you know, two cautions that I'm parking you. I'm, that's just the way it's going to be from here on out. Like I, it's not, they couldn't clean it up on their own. Um, the drivers continued to drive aggressively and continue to bring uh, uh, cautions out. So, you know, I told him, two, and I'm parking you guys. You bring two yellows out, and I'm parking you. So he got charged with two yellows, and I removed him. That's that's why it, it has to be at this certain point in time. And, and I know um, I think Ron was real frustrated with that in the truck series, I guess. two Was it two weeks ago or – Last it was IRP. Yeah, and I, I rightfully I understand what he's saying, like a self spin, and then uh, a little bit of a net code issue. Because even though he hit Gary, he didn't hit him hard enough for for it to do what it did. And I get that. I understand what he's saying. And he was like, you know, he 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 understood why he got parked, but he didn't necessarily agree with it. And I get yeah. that. But at the end of the day. The drivers have forced my hand on this. The drivers have brought us to the point where we're at, where I have to be more strict and harder on everybody and say, all right, look, you guys can't police yourselves. I've got to do it for you. So Radburn looked like to to be the guy to beat again, Um, led 56 laps. Most of all drivers Uh, Hackney had a good run up front. Hackney ran, uh, led 36 laps. Uh, both of those guys just didn't the, the fuel, I guess their, their strategy, they were on the wrong fuel strategy. I think what, Oh, I know what happened. Alex Penn told me he messed up their strategy. Yes. Alex took the blame for that. That's the crew chief for the cornerstone motorsports guys. 
Um, unfortunately, Alex was the reason that they 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 didn't do well. Mate, was or yeah. was that the cup race? Was that? I can't remember. I just I don't know what There's, happened to because ha- yeah. Silvers was up front. Silvers was Silvers won. I don't remember what happened to Radburn and Haney. Yeah, that might have been because I know Alex was telling us about it the other night, which it, I'm not sure if it was Cup or Xfinity, but he uh, he was thinking they had a different number it was of cup. sets of tires. It was Cup. Yep, never mind. Okay. It was Cup. When they, yeah, okay. So, I, yeah, I don't know what happened to Hackney and, and Radburn, but they ended up, you know, running, ended up being towards the back, uh, 14th and 15th after that. Um, Matt Grinier, he ran the race um, Tuesday also. Had a uh, P13 coming down from the Cup Series. Uh, well, actually, no. Matt's a full time. He he bought an Xfinity charter, so he's a full time Xfinity driver now. Also, look so, at him. Um, he'll be running Xfinity next season too. Um, nice. Adam Lancaster was P12. Uh, Greg Carr coming in with a P11. So, not it. it look, I mean, a bunch of different names up front. Obviously, Tony, like you said, had a really good run. I'm really. I, I actually thought Tony had. Um, a strategy to win. He pitted just a little too late and didn't have the time to make it up, which lap cars and traffic didn't help. There was definitely some uh, guys slowing him down. I mean, you, it was obvious and I'm just, you know, not calling anybody out, but you could clearly tell that there were some teammates that were Help, helping, helping out, out <laughs> helping slow him down. Um, I, we wouldn't know anything about that now, would we, Bobby? We've never done such a thing, right? And right. I also had to had to park Tyler uh, Evans. He had a lot of damage. Uh, he got caught up in uh, another wreck uh, earlier in the race and had a lot of damage. And then Bridges was coming up on him, and Bridges was having a good run. Bridges and Lancaster were coming up on him, and um, Bridges was on the top side, and Lancaster was on the inside. And Bridges had the momentum and he got up to Tyler and Tyler ended up coming down the track as Bridges was going to go to the inside and pass him, ended up causing a big wreck. So I ended up having to park Tyler and he's, you know, he understood, he apologized. And I said, well, you know, lap cars, why are, are we waiting till the drive? Why are we not holding our line? And he's like, man, I didn't realize they were that close and et cetera, et cetera. And I understand what he's saying. But we're at week we're at week eleven, man. Like you, that's some stuff you gotta know. You've gotta like whether it's you can tell in the in the mirror, or if you're looking at the relative, you've got to realize uh, you have to hold your line and let those guys get around you, or just get down on the bottom, like and get out of the way early and don't wait until they're right on top of you. Like, yep. While, like I said, we're in week eleven, just something that shouldn't happen. So, yeah, that's kind of like we touched on that stuff last week. Some some of these real basic things, just track spatial awareness, arc breaking kind of stuff. Like we we should be past all of that. And situational awareness, it it should be very something you should have a lot of by now. Yeah, well, that's something you you learn when you're running street stocks and and arc and that stuff and and earning your way through the licenses. That's, that's what those classes are for. Um, but 
It things it it does seem like things have taken a, a step in the right direction as far as the the cleanliness of our races, some of the 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 craftsmanship that kind of thing. So on that note, we can uh, we can jump up to the the cup series so we can finally get some some Bobby input here because I know he's like me. We don't we don't get to necessarily watch the uh, the Xfinity races on Tuesdays, but um. Uh, moving up to Cup, um, special shout out to uh, to Mikey Neal who won the race, and not only did he win the race, he called his shot on the podcast last week, which is apparently the second time he has done that on the podcast, according to him. I don't recall the first time, I don't but either. I don't. Mean, I don't. I don't think Mikey's just going to make that one up. So, no, he wouldn't. It, if he comes on here again, I he can't pick himself. It's against the rules now. I'm not having it. I ain't trying to hear it. Um, John Schwartz was a P2 in the 95 car. Brandon Holder had a good run, P3. Uh, Kinder, John Kinder in P4. Brandon Robertson, P5. Uh, Frankie Barroso, P6. Uh, my teammate, Matt Grenier, uh, P7. Jonathan Atkins, P8. Uh, Keith Hackney finished a race and finished P nine, <laughs> and uh, and our our resident pizza fanatic slash loudmouth Mike Peters brought her home in P ten. Yep, I, I want to uh, say that race between Kinder and Robertson at the end. Wow, some of the best racing I've seen in the Cup Series this season. This was one of the. This is the best race we've had in the Cup season. Also, uh, uh, Cup Series all season. Yep, it was. Uh, I, I wish I could have been in the mix more. I I opted early to go for a very aggressive fuel strategy that absolutely did not play at all. I was able to to one stop the first stage, but I was so slow that it it took me out of contention. Um, and Bobby, you ended up uh, one spot ahead of me. I, I don't recall what put you back there with me. Yeah, it was just bad pit cycles and being so far behind and getting lapped. And, you know, it was definitely, definitely a lot of competition compared to the truck guys for somebody not as experienced in a cup car. You know, looking at the results, I mean, there was only uh, 11 guys on a lead lap. I mean, yeah, part, part, of, part of that was uh, there's only three cautions, which one of those is a stage. So, yeah. Not a lot of time to get our laps back, unfortunately. I think that's wrong. Is... I think there was four cautions, including the stage. Okay. So I'm not sure why it says three, but I had four cautions wrote down on the spreadsheet, one gotcha. being the stage. Um, but still, Regardless... three cautions is fucking... Yeah. Whoop. I used it. Yeah. I used your F-bomb. Three cautions <laughs> is is pretty uh, pretty good, you know? Um, yeah. You had 15 different leaders in that race, too. Maybe you know, it was so only two. Hold on. Maybe it was only two cautions, actually. I thought we had four or total. Yeah. Four total. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Which, one way or the other, it was a, a very clean race, and there there was a lot of different strategies unfolding, and which I think that's part of the reason why we had so many leaders. And hell, even I led two laps thanks to my goofy strategy. Uh Rocky Boyd led 18 and he ended up finishing 86 laps down. I don't, I don't remember. He got loose off of four. He got loose off four going through the trial. And, um, he, when he hit the wall, he said his stuff just shut down his wheel pedals, all that just shut off. And then he just parked it after that. 
Yeah, my brother apologized. Our our good buddy uh, Brian Terry led him a lap in there. We had a uh, Dave Farmer led one. Nick Mills led two. Jason led two. Jason Bridges. Uh, Roger Pierce led fifteen. Tony Iverson eleven. Mike Peters led thirteen. Jonathan Atkins led forty. He looked Matt good. Greenier led eight. Frankie Barroso two. Brandon Robertson one. Schwartz twelve. And then obviously Mikey. He I don't want to say he dominated, but. He he led seventy two laps, which is pretty dominant. But just just with all the he different dominated. strategies, I mean, yeah. straight up, if you go back and watch the race, Mikey had that shit won. Uh, after the stage break, it was just all Mikey. Um, I will say though that the syndicate finished one, two, three. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Mikey, John, and Brandon are all teammates. They're all you know, part of the syndicate, which is a Brian Terry owned team. Um, their fourth man that normally runs with them, Alex Huffman, he was caught up with some work stuff again, apparently, uh, up in uh, Indiana. Couldn't make it down in time. Um, we, we've been missing Huffy. That's what, three races in a row now? Two. Two races he's, he's missed, so. Yep, he better be back this week. He said he wanted to see some clean racing, and by God, I think we gave it to him. Oh, yeah. that Like I said, that was by far the best race we've had all year. Uh, in the cup series. Um, I, I unfortunately, I, I hate it that Curtis Preston left because if he would have been part of that race, I think he would have enjoyed it. I think he would have been really impressed and really happy with that race because it was really clean. Um, maybe he'll come back. I mean, he's still, he's still locked in. He, he technically, yep. uh, I think he can miss like one more race and still be f- locked in. So yeah. he might come back. Might not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't. I know he's not in the Discord anymore, so he's probably not even listening to these podcasts. Um, well, actually, he can oh. miss two more races. He just missed the last two, like Huffman yeah. has. But both of those guys dropped five points in the or five positions in the standings. Like Curtis was in second in the standings uh, last week when, or the week before when he initially quit and dropped out, and so was Huffman. They were top four. Both of them were top four in the standings, and two races have dropped them uh, well outside of the the top four. So now they need to Huffman needs to come back in and run, or he's going to be knocked out of the top 16 if he doesn't start racing again. So yep. I, I was going to point out when you look at like 12th through 20th, really, mm-hmm. I mean, there there's a, a lot of talent, right? A lot of guys that are probably worthy of, of, playoff spots if things go the right way so it's these last uh, couple right or last few races of the regular season are going to be very interesting especially once you factor in the there's a few guys on the the outside of points that have wins that are it's it, it's going to get tight <laughs> you got guys back there like like you said curtis and huffy if and when they come back uh my teammates brandon and dave are 13 and 14 Kostritza is a talented driver. He's sitting 15th. And then you get back to the, the high side guys. It's Bridges, Iverson, and Twitty, 16, 17, 18. Then myself and Roger Pierce, 19th and 20th. And even uh, D- Dustin Reinstettles, 21st. Frankie Barroso is 23rd, which I don't think he's run. I don't think Frankie's run a ton of races. Um, but regardless, a lot, <laughs> lot of talented drivers back there that if things go right, 
it could it could really shake things up. So Dave Farmer is in the hot seat right now because yes, right now right now sixteenth, fifteenth, and fourteenth are all out because you've got yep. Peters, Justin Winters, and Rocky Boyd all have wins that are inside the top thirty. RS Center doesn't qualify because he missed too many races yep. prior. Yep. Um, and with but you also think if Curtis doesn't come back, that'll open up one additional spot. Oh, yeah, that's true. If Curtis yeah, doesn't come but, back and keeps dropping, then that's going to open up. Um, it'll be 14th a bit. Roberts will be on the hot seat. Yeah, but that's if ifs and buts are candy and nuts, then we'd all be in the playoffs. But we'll we'll see how she goes. It, I think it'll be really interesting to see who who's on the bubble and and how hard they're going to have to push here at the end of the regular season. Myself oh, absolutely. Included. Yeah. Well, you look at the, look at the cutoff uh, right now. Let's, so let's just assume Robertson is the cutoff because P, P, uh, Preston's yeah. out. Press, let's call Let's just consider because he says he's done. So I don't, yeah. I don't foresee him coming back. So Robertson's a cutoff at 374. Your next guy is Kristritza at 359. Then Bridges, 356. Iverson, 341. Twitty, 338, Healy, 331, Pierce, 326. There's the points are not that it's not a lot of difference, especially yeah. when you've got 30 cars showing up every single week. You've yep. got that many drivers coming up. That's the potential to make up points, 100 percent You've got Big a time. really good opportunity for some road course guys to make up. I, I look for Frankie Barroso to be um very good Wednesday at Watkins Glen. Yep. Frankie is is a is a talented rotor. John Schwartz is going to be really good. Mikey should be good. Um, yep. Keith, I don't know. Uh, he's yep. had a up I and down him. season. Uh, Kinder's pretty much always even keel. Go ahead. Which don't forget. Remember this race last season, who was out front the entire time until he got wrecked. Farmer, yeah, David David Farmer. <laughs> and, and this could be his. You know, he he does have to start in the back, but yep, that's. That's if, what makes it difficult. If he can make up spots and keep his car clean in the first stage, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. I think that's, that's he may not be able to pull about. out a win, but he can still have a good finish and get some points. Um, yep. Robertson, Brandon's going to be tough here. He's always good at road courses. Bridges could have a good run. Um, any of those guys in that, like you said, like 14th, 12th, 12th to 20th region have yep. an opportunity and, and a chance to work their way in still. Um, I know. Let's see. Rocky can't can only miss one more race. Justin can only miss one more race, and Peyton Hubbard can only miss one more race. So if those guys miss another race, then their automatic bid is kaput. So yeah. Well, so actually, I uh, take that back. They can they can miss one more and still be in. But if they miss more than one more race, if they miss two more races, then they're out. Yeah. Which just a, another layer of excitement on on all this stuff. Which, uh, with all that said, we're we're talking about Watkins Glen, so I think we can we can do a little preview, talk about our picks, that kind of stuff. Um, so we could talk about the truck guys. So I know that's uh, that's Bobby's uh, main focus, mine as well. Um, I know we've me and Bobby ran a practice together the other day. I, th I think that you were in as well, Jason, and then we mm -hmm. ran the Lotus Forty Nines around there, but. Bobby's been flying. Yeah, Bobby's looking Watkins good Glen. at Watkins Glen. <laughs> you can tell you've put some practice in. Oh yeah, it's just ever since I did the new rescan of the track, it just seems to drive different. It does. Yeah, and, and before to me, it seemed like you'd always get a lot of 
tail slide under braking, but now it seems to be now locking up the front tires. Yep. So just a matter of where you're going to put a brake at when you come race time. Uh, I 100% agree. I feel like the, the new scan is definitely different. Um, it, it doesn't drive the same as it did um, before. So I, it was it was completely like for me, all my muscle memory is in my braking points and everything were all different, which took me a while, but I finally was able to get the hang of it. And I, you know, was running pretty, I think I was running pretty good last night in the trucks. You were okay, I guess. You couldn't get around me, Haley. Shit, I was faster than you. You couldn't get, no, you wasn't. And you couldn't get around me. Oh, no, you're, that's right. I was hammered last night. I was thinking about the other night when I did practice with Bobby. You beat me in the (laughs) Lotuses. I will give you that. You kicked my ass in Lotuses. Yeah, but then I was the fastest for a little bit, and then Bobby teed off on us, and I think y'all, he knocked like seven cents off of me. <laughs> y'all were fast in the Lotuses, man. I will say, y'all kicked my ass in that shit. So those, those things, fun. Those, fun. those things are fun, and uh, like you said, it it helps with throttle control, and for me, it it helped with uh, with brake control because you if you apply too much brake and those things, they'll they'll just come around no mm-hmm. matter what. Yep. Which is probably partly partly me not knowing how to set one of them up or anything. But regardless, it's it's still a a, a good and fun teacher, and I, yes. I hope hope have some uh, some more people join us in those things because they're they're fun to wheel around there. And, and shout out to Brendan Robertson for turning this on to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. Um. Which, as far as the truck race goes, um, I mean, just based on what I've seen, Bobby is. I'd be hard pressed to say anyone's going to beat this man. He's he's just absolutely been flying in, in every practice session I've been in with him. I, I know we're going to have several guys that are going to be in contention. You're you're going to have the the usual suspects. I, I expect Jonah to to be good. Wes is good. Wes and Peyton, everybody up top in points. I I mean, I don't think until you get down into the like tenth on back, some guys that are that just don't like road courses, which I, I know that we have some people like that. Um, but even going back that far, I know Cody's been putting in a bunch of practice. Dan was practicing with us. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I, th- I think pitch strategy is going to play a role. And mm-hmm. I know, I know that there's probably going to be someone that gets ass packed in the, in the bus stop at some point or something. That's gonna... Somebody's going to get wrecked. Just wait for it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm, the... I'm sure it's coming in turn one. And that's unfortunate because uh, these guys should know by now. Yeah. That's why last night I was trying to get everybody to practice the starts. We were, that's why we were doing the slow pacing and all that crap. I wanted those guys to get some experience and obviously um, there was some, I don't even know what clowning around going on and you know, people were wrecking people while we were, but while we were trying to get to the start zone and all that. And eventually I was like, okay, it's about enough because I I was honestly, I felt like we're wasting time here. We're trying to help everyone learn something. It's knowledge that you can take into the race and, it's fun for a little bit to clown around and all that. I get it. Everybody wants to have fun and cut up, but at some point or another, it was just like, all right, this is enough is enough. We need to get down to business and, and try to turn some laps. And, uh, a couple of guys, I guess didn't like the fact that I was like, let's, we need to chill out and stop because they ended up leaving after that. But the whole point of that was to 
help those guys realize, okay, going into turn one, this is what it's going to be like. This And it's guys that I, I feel like need that practice and need that, yep. that pack running. They need to be able, because what's going to happen is they're going to get into a race. They're going to follow guys that are faster than them and they're going to miss breaking points. They're going to overdrive corners. They're going to, uh, they're going to loop it going through the S's trying to keep up with these guys because they haven't practiced the pace and the speed that those guys run out. You can run around laps by yourself all day long, but it it changes the minute you get into a pack of guys and you start trying to drive those things on cold tires and stuff like that. Um, and yep. Going going yep. around a road course, it's it's different. Where there there are turns where where you just have to wave the white flag and you're gonna have a guy's gonna have the better line than you. There's not necessarily like oh I can drive around him on the outside and I can carry speed like it's like it's an oval there. If someone gets to your inside on turn one, like you are, you're giving that position up un- unless something horrific happens to them on on exit or something. Um, it's road racing. There, there's a lot more give and take. I think a lot of etiquette in road racing. Yeah, like a lot more etiquette. I think. Yeah, like like a like if you're at an oval, it, you, there can be guys that are ripping the top, making the time. There can be guys rim running around the bottom that are making time. On a road course, there's there's really one preferred line, and when you're side by side with someone, you you don't get to run the preferred line necessarily. You gotta you gotta give room. You've got to account for if there's a guy on the inside, his breaking zone's gonna be different than yours. And when, when you, if you try to come across or there's, there's a whole lot more that you have to account for. Cause if you bump a guy on a road course, like you're probably both going around and mm, there's no, yeah. there's, and there's no caution to save your life. You're yep, like, yep. you're going to the back. Yep. Especially and, if the guy gets the run on you and he's to your quarter panel, just lift and give it to him. Cause he's going to break it in there. That's why he's there. Yep. Yep. And that's, like, like you were talking about in turn one and two, that's like a fear for someone like Bobby, who I expect to be starting, you know, first, second, third at worst or something based on practice I've seen. And yep. you get you get someone behind him who maybe hasn't been doing practices with us and we take off on the start and Bobby knows exactly what he's going to do. And then that person tries to follow his Breaking zone and breaking line. And his pace, because his pace, and, his pace is up there, guys. Like when I say it, he's fast, he's freaking fast. Yeah. And you have someone that tries to follow him. That depending on how qualifying goes, I don't know how tight it'll be. I mean, for all I know, the guys in the third row could be a half second off of of someone like Bobby, or if we've got someone else that's super fast and a half second, like your your breaking zones are obviously way different. And your your prowess on that track is is not at that same level, and you get, and it it happens on ovals where we we've all done it where you follow someone into a turn and they're going too fast and you drive it right up into the wall with them. You do that shit on a road course, and you you guys are going for a ride. And yeah, that's 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 the tricky part. I will say that you have to run, you have to race the track, not the guys around you. A lot of times the guys will just do like exactly what you said. They'll try to follow the guy in front of them and they'll be, they'll be so focused and locked in on the guy in front of them. They'll miss their own breaking points. So you've got to be aware. You've That's where that situational awareness comes in. You've got to know where you're at on the track. You got to know, okay, I'm coming up here. I need to break. All right. I need to break a little early here. He's driving it in super hard because I'm behind him because I'm pushing him. Oh, he, he overdrove the corner. I made my, I hit my perfect breaking point. I hit the breaking point perfectly. So I get to go around this guy now because I was paying attention. 
Yep. And then on the flip side of it, if you, you're chasing down a guy that's maybe backing up his corners and getting big drives off, it's it's your job to know to pay attention to what the guy in front of you is doing. If he's if he's backing up his breaking zones, you know, twenty meters before yours are, you can't just expect to be able to do what you do every time when it's when you're by yourself on the track. You've got to react and overcome what's happening in front of you. You can't just drive through the guy and if you if you have dive bombing in there, you're probably gonna get killed on exit or you're gonna kill somebody else in the process. Absolutely. Yep. True that. <laughs> Which um as far as Xfinity guys go and and me and Bobby are obviously a, a little less well versed here, but I know we've got a bunch of a before we before we jump over to Xfinity, I do want to make a, a quick point i would like to say peyton hubbard has been phenomenal in the trucks this season he has eight top fives out of 11 races yeah that's, i'm about that's, tired of it that's well i mean I, I realize you guys are competitors with him but like that's phenomenal man like yeah. eight top fives out of 11 races guys got three wins two poles jonah colbert may have more wins but peyton is just way out there in points he's 47 points ahead of of jonah um, 63 ahead of Wes and uh, 65 ahead of Bobby. So y'all got some work cut out for you these next three races to get uh, that regular season championship. Those coveted 15 bonus points make a big difference going into round one. So what are you guys, what are your all's strategies moving forward? I want to hear Bobby uh, first, if you don't mind. I want to hear what he has to say. I know you're potentially looking to win Watkins Glen. So give us your you know, without giving everything away, obviously, give us your general uh, general strategy. What do you think you can do to win on Monday night? Well, the biggest thing is, like you were talking about, is all about racing the track, you know. And I noticed, you know, going up through the chicanes, if you're behind a guy, you know, the truck will get tight. You yep. know, so guys run third gear, will they run fourth gear? You know, and like I said, with brake adjustments, you know, it's going to change during the course of the racing. So, so you got to find a, a happy medium to start with, you know, because mm. you only can adjust a little bit, you know, in the truck. Mm. Yep. You know, and I mean, my hat's off to Peyton and them guys, you know, I feel bad on my part because I'm not as good as I was last year, but I think you've I had get some the, tough luck. I, I get the runs, I get the spots and just in a bad spot, get wrecked. You know, like Mr. Evans, you know, called out a couple weeks ago, that green truck. <laughs> well, there's three green trucks now out there, and he still got me. I'm like, God, I'm like, God dang it. Uh, I but, understand. You know, we, we, had a, we had a pretty tough green truck last week. That, that wasn't you or me, too. <laughs> <laughs> so <Well>, we, <laughs> uh, what's your strategy going into tomorrow, Alex? What do you, how do you feel about your chances at Watkins Glen? I I feel like I'm probably a top 10, top five kind of guy. Um, I felt really good until I went into practice with Bobby and I was like, well, this is, I, I don't have just that, that one lap pace with him. I, I'm going to hopefully kind of let the race come to me. Um, being this is second road race, which I, I do really like road racing at, at Coda. I was in the position that Dave's in, in the cup where or, or I was at Coda where I was starting from the back and I had to really press early on to to get up through the field. I won't have to do that 
this week. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping I can start up there towards the front and survive that first lap until we all kind of get on our lines and then just kind of let the race come to us, hit hit when I when I want to pit and everything and, and maximize tires. And past that, it's you really just got to see where the cards lie. You got to not overdrive it. You can't if 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 Bobby's flying like I think he is, um, it, it makes no sense for me to go like try and be, you know, three or four tenths faster on any specific lap. It's, you got to take what what the track gives you one and two, what you can give the track. And once you get outside of either your ability or what the track will give you, that's when you you go flying through the bus stop or, or you loop it coming out of the carousel and blow through your braking point into turn one. All, all of those things are, are very easy to do there. It's um, And you got 36 laps. Yeah, there's there's oh. lot, lots of time. And pitch strategy is always important at road courses. I, I, I'm interested to see if people do what in my opinion is the correct thing not that i'm the the strategy god by by any means but at road courses i I think there's really one very beneficial way to do it and i'm sure we'll have a bunch of guys do it but i'm based on coda i'm sure we're gonna have a bunch of guys that do some other shit that is sometimes borderline flabbergasting at road courses and, and makes things really interesting. So I'll, I'll be, I'll be curious to see how all that plays out. Um, but ultimately for, for the, the rest of the season, as far as strategy and, and myself and Bobby and, and Wes are all in the, the kind of this same position where we're pretty safe playoff wise. I don't have to, to go out there and, and, get a win bobby doesn't have to either we we'd like to get some some bonus playoff points whether that's where you can maximize and and snag a stage somewhere or something like that but ultimately it's not having a a day where you you bend your stuff and you you drop three spots and points that'll really hurt you come playoff time so Mm -hmm. it's it's really just keeping it clean and and shooting for tops fives and tens and if if the opportunity presents itself to to get a win obviously that that's what we're all here for but just kind of looking at the, at the the long view of everything and positioning ourselves come playoff time to be able to get aggressive then and and hopefully advance rounds and i i think we'd like to see a, a team flex uh, a playoff bracket for the most part so we'll we'll see what it looks like when we get there I know we did picks last week for Watkins Glen. I just don't remember who we picked. I, I, I do. So, I picked uh, Cody Anderson. Cody Anderson. Um, yeah. You want to give Bobby a chance to have a pick also? Let's 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 see if this man calls his own number. That's oh, what no, I, that's, no. that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> no, no, no. Never do that. No. I like to I like to look through the field and give people that I've seen get better, and I think we have a good shot. So I think Lucas Lyons. In a couple practices, he was consistent with lap times going Very on consistent. his screen and looking at everything. So that's that's my shout out. Cause that he was running my number too. Yeah, there you I go. may have been helping him. That was probably helping him in the practice. Who did I pick last week? Do you remember? I don't. I want to say Peyton, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't remember. I, it, it feels I would like, almost it feels like, like, to, like something you would have said, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I would. Uh, 
at this point, I'd probably pick Bobby though if I had the chance because he's freaking flying around that track. He's fast. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, look out! It for doesn't. Dude. It doesn't matter what he's in because we got out there in Lotus 49s, and he that that's what was really impressive is that he's gotten those, and then within a few laps, he was he was faster than both of us too. <laughs> yep. It was another race, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that and also though too is, is depends on how many upperclassmen are going to come down. That's race. true. Yeah, I've that's. Not, I've not heard anybody as of right now. That doesn't mean that they won't tell me tomorrow that they're going to. But I've not heard yeah. of anybody at the moment. Um, but let's uh, go ahead and do some Xfinity. I guess. Let's see what we got over here. Um, looking ahead, I, I'm going to say Radburn is looking like the guy to beat again after do. watching him practice. <laughs> Dude ran a one twelve six something. He's freaking. Yeah. He's got he's got the hot lap crap figured out. He's got that. He he's very tough. Um, on the poles. Let's see how many poles he's got this season. Yeah, Seven which, poles. So he's he's like right up there with Zach Nichols and myself as far as poles. Yeah. Which the the other part of that because I'm like you. I feel like he's due. But is this one of those where it's starting to get in his head that he doesn't have a win and he. Probably feels that he should, and yep. does that, is is he is he over is he overdriving it at times? Feeling like he needs to get that monkey off his back. I definitely think that he's got a monkey on his back, and he's worried about it. Yeah, but man, as far as picks, uh, it's I, we, we don't have to do picks right this second. We we'll, we right. have you know we have a little bit more we can talk about going into it. You know, Silver's obviously doesn't have the speed that Radburn had based on the practice that I was just in. He's about mm, seven tenths off still. Mm-hmm. Um, with if Radburn gets a clean track, if he gets the pole and gets out front and gets a clean track and can hold on to it, he's probably gonna he could potentially walk away with it. But then you've got Hackney. Hackney's going to be really good here. He was really good last season in the trucks here. Um, I'm sure he's put the practice in, and he's not letting nobody know what he's running. So I've not seen yep. I've not seen his lap times yet. Um, I could probably look him up and tell you in just a second because I can look at on iRacing it and see who <laughs> he has hosted races. Yeah. But um, I would say but- he's going to be a tough one, and. Jim Ott's uh, probably going to be tough. Jim's yeah, always I'm, I'm, good. I'm not as familiar with the with the road racing prowess of the Xfinity guys. I know there's a lot of fast guys, uh, but it's it's hard for me to to put a finger on one. I, I will say for uh, we'll we'll say James in particular. He's got three wins on the season. Mm-hmm. If if I am in his position and I'm a little off the pace of guys I've been practicing with, and I've already I'm locked in. I've got one focus coming in, and Finish that's the stage. race. No stage points. Wait, go win a stage, Matt. Whatever, run whatever strategy will earn you a stage victory, and then figure just figure it out past that. Just finish the race. I don't. I don't think he has the pace to win the stage at, at yeah. Watkins Glen, and and that's well, why I it, say he needs to just finish the race because. Yeah. What I saw in practice was he was trying to run Radburn's pace and couldn't. He was all he was looping it and wrecking and and just. So I think his he needs to focus on finishing the race. That's what his yeah. strategy needs to be. 
maybe get some stage points like because he may be second or third fastest guy i, I don't know i haven't seen the I, other guys well i i think at road courses the reason i say that you have there's really two strategies one strategy puts you in position to win a race and that's the strategy that i i'll employ on monday um but if you throw that to the wind and try to maximize your stage i th- i think there's a chance for someone that really doesn't have pace at all to to put themselves in position if they can keep their keep their car clean to claim claim some stage points while other guys are focusing on winning the race so i'm assuming i don't know but i'm i'm guessing probably for the guys that don't have hot lap and pole position speed they're going to probably pit early before the stage take tires run easy on those tires let the stage come out stay out and mm-hmm. then and then I, I guess i don't know but is that really the best strategy though if because if there's a guy that's running 112 sixes and that's freaking fast in xfinity is it yep. possible for those guys like how's i mean how are they gonna stop him when he's on two two lap fresher tires he's gonna be coming through the field only yep. thing you can really hope for is that a bunch of guys stay out and he's way back in the pack at that point and gets into a an altercation incident with somebody. I mean yeah. what, I mean you yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm I I'm you know, throwing it to you, I guess, on what do you think is a strategy uh, so, for so the any, guys. Yeah. So it's really any road course because lap times are so long. I, I think they're two strategies there's either either you're going to pit at the stage or you're going to pit before the stage mm-hmm. i think if you're pitting at the stage mm-hmm. you are shooting for a stage win stage points if you pit before the stage you're setting yourself up on the long run to be out front towards towards the end of the race those mm-hmm. that's that's what i've been alluding to and not that this is like some big secret strategy you watch any nascar road race and and this that's how it always plays out one way or the other um so if, if someone can maximize speed in the first stage what whatever if that's pitting at lap five or something to be on fresh tires the whole time and running it all the way to the stage something like that Maybe so. And again, it all depends on the gap between who's super fast and who's kind of fast. So Xfinity runs 40 laps and the stage is at 16. How would you strategize for that? With, with, Cause that's different than the trucks. Obviously it's 12, yeah. 12 and 36, but how would you strategize for a 40 lap race with a stage of 16? Because I don't even know if you can make it 16 laps in Xfinity cars. Yeah, that, it all depends on the fuel window. I'm assuming you can't, which that really changes things. Uh, assuming if you could make it to the stage, if I wanted to win the race, I'm going to pit at lap at the beginning of lap 14, basically right before you close the pits. Right. And then I'm going to come out and I'm going to be easy on the tires. I'm going to stay out at the stage and all the guys that pit at the stage, I'm going to roll right on by them with what should still be good tires and then basically cut the back half of the race in half. Um, that, that all depends on fuel. Won't that also depend on how far back you are from the leader when the yellow um, is thrown, because if he's able to that, get to the pits before you, yeah, that, and you're that, yeah, you're, so if you're, back. you know, yeah, if you're half a track back, then that shit goes out the window too. So, 
that's kind of what I'm, that's kind of what I, another thing I'm worried about is, is if you're so far back from the leader, do you go ahead and pit and try it or do you wait and try to make up time on, uh, with, on fresh tires at the stage? Like, yep. It's, yeah, the, the fuel complicates that, which I haven't, I don't think I, I ran a fuel run with, or I call it a fuel run. I ran a full tank in the trucks the other night and I think I went 14 or something. something like that something like that which bring brings me home in the stage and trucks but maybe in xfinity cars it depending maybe i'm thinking yeah maybe 16 if you slow down a little bit yeah which like when your tires wear you're going to be using less fuel so maybe it gets you there but then you still got to make it all the, the way pace, around one more the, time the pace too like what you're running under green green flag yep. makes a difference like yeah you might be running you might be 2 seconds off the leader and that's saving you fuel but if you're 10 seconds behind or more yeah. at the stage you're probably not getting caught up and i don't know i don't know what the i just yeah. think the guys need to practice but yeah. Um, and it's it's especially hard when we hit the stage at mm-hmm. road courses because typically there's a lot of guys that are super close on fuel and they're not flying around the track to catch the pace car. So by the time you get to the pits, guys are already they have come and gone, and the pace car is halfway around the track. So hopefully, that, um, thing. <laughs> hopefully, where we throw the yellow coming out of turn twenty, and that lets the pace car come out immediately. Hopefully, that yeah. allows everyone time to get caught up. Because that'll slow everybody down. The leader won't be so far out, and they'll yeah. be flying around the track to catch the pace car. So hopefully that'll help. Um, well, who do you guys want to pick um, for Watkins Glen and Xfinity? Oh man, this is a tough one. I just based on some stuff I heard earlier when I was just just listening in. Um, I, it sounds like uh, our boy Alex Penn. Oh the, yes the resident photographer. I, th- I think I'm rolling with, uh, with the other Alex. <laughs> All right, Bobby, who you want to go with? Uh, just by looking at some stats. Uh, I think Mr. Uh, Jim. Ott. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, so- solid pick. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Radburn on this one because I've seen his pace. Um, like you said, though, Alex Penn could be the guy to beat um, from what they were saying. Um, he knows the cambers of the corners, and he's supposedly really good. I've not seen him turn any laps yet, but Radburn is wicked fast, man. So if he can keep it on the track and keep it keep the car underneath him, I think he might actually be able to pull one out finally and, and break that monkey and get that monkey off his back. Uh, time will tell. It should, should be an interesting one. This is harder for me to pick, obviously, because I'm not as familiar with the Xfinity guys. But right, we shall see. So let's move on up to these Cup fellas. Which uh, Bobby, are you're not running this week with us? Are you? Uh, probably not. Probably that would be interesting my... to see, though, if you did run up and and yeah. got to challenge these guys. I don't know if you've had Maybe. any time to practice, but you look bad fast in the Lotuses and the trucks, so it would be, you know, interesting to see. Because my uh, my cup sponsor, Mister Henley, you know, our 
our Dodge Stang crate motor. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's good for uh, road courses. Okay, I got you. <laughs> um, right now, Brandon Holder sitting at the top of points due to um, his finish this past week. He's one point ahead of John Schwartz. Both of those guys have had a tremendous uh, season already. Top fives, five top fives each. Um, GT Hawkins also has five top fives through 10 races. Brandon Holder has 10 top tens through 11 races. Um, Schwartz has seven. So Brandon Holder looking really good this year. He's not got the win yet, but he's a, he's a bad dude on road courses. He absolutely is. He absolutely is. Um, Yeah, I I know he's fast on road courses. Um, Going on, which Dave is fast. He's he's got a a lot to overcome here. Um, I think Frankie's pretty fast on road courses. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super. He was super fast at Coda. Um, Then outside of that, like uh, I'm not familiar enough. I don't know if like. Uh, John, GT, Nick, I, I, I don't know how they fare on road courses. To hey, be GT, honest with you, I think Schwartz is good. I know Schwartz is very good. He does a lot of road racing. He's constantly posting road racing videos. He posted a couple just today mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, Mills, I, I don't see him doing very well here. To be honest with you, he's not really a road course guy. He was three or four seconds off of what um, should be the. Mm-hmm the pace based on what I saw in practice. And I don't know how much he's practiced. Other um, than sound, Sounds like I'm, I'm going to be faster than Nick then. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, Adkins. I don't really know his road racing prowess, Matt. Yeah. He's, he's always medium kind of top yeah. five to, to top 10 guy. He'll um, be around. He, he's probably not going to win, but he'll be, He'll, he'll be, be on the he'll track be there. turning laps. I he'll guarantee be, be, that much. <laughs> yep, yep. He'll be uh, definitely have a shot. Um, Ender is uh, a, a surprise, like kind of dark horse guy on the road courses. Like you wouldn't expect him to be good on, on road courses, but he's really good on road courses. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's going to have the winning speed, but um, he'll definitely be uh, contending top five, top ten, somewhere in that area. Um, like I said earlier, Brandon Robertson. Jason Bridges is another one that could potentially come out of nowhere, and uh, yeah, Mike Peters might have something. Yeah, I I really don't know about him either. That's, I don't know. That, that's what makes it so tricky with road courses. It's can't base anything off what they've done on oval necessarily. No. <laughs> I, I think I don't remember, but I want to say Peters was pretty good in a practice session. I saw mm-hmm. at. at Watkins Glen, maybe I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. Um, Huffman, he's always a solid guy at road courses. If he shows up, so yeah, he'll, if he's there, he'll be around. I'm sure he'll be on the yep. He'll be on a, a top five, top ten ish guy. So Silver's, I, I don't know how he's going to do in the Cup cars. He may be he may be faster than I think in the Cup cars, but. I, I'd probably put him in somewhere around 10th or so. Yep. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, who, who do we want to, to go first on this pick? I'll go. We ought to give Bobby. Yeah, we ought to let give our, Bobby let our guests go there. on that. 
Because since the the points race in this class is pretty tight compared to the other two. Oh yeah, it's I'm bad. Gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and go with a possible teammate next year, Mr. Farmer. Mr. Farmer, I'd love to see. I'd love to see him do it. He's. I think on pure pace, he has the capability. It's all about managing traffic in that first stage and coming out after the stage with the, with the lead within striking distance. If he can come out after the stage, really in the top ten, mm-hmm. he'll have a shot at it. I, I think, but so it's, they're going forty five laps, and their stage is at eighteen. So that's that's a long first stage for them. So it's yep. very, very possible that anything can happen. That um, really helps Dave. Too. It does. Gives, it really gives does. Him a lot of, gives a lot him a lot of time. time. To make up spots. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. when, when I was in that position at Coda, the stage was at 10. So I really, I I said the same thing. I wanted to be in the top 10, and but I had to do it in like eight laps, really, which I was able to, but I accrued damage along the way, which is what I've told him that he needs to not do. And Absolutely. sometimes it's it's easier said than done. And it's probably easier to do that at Watkins to, to stay clean versus Coda. I know they're two, yeah, two totally, totally different. different road. I mean, I know you turn left and right, but that's about where the similarities end. Watkins <laughs> is a lot more high speed, whereas Coda is a lot more technical. Yep. Yep. Um, um, you go, you go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Holder, man. I think Holder is going to get it done. He's really good yeah. on road courses. I I probably should have went with Schwartz, but I think Holder's yeah. going to get his first dub, and uh, I'm I'm going to be rooting for him. So, yeah, I I I'm going to take Schwartz. It was going to be one of those two. Um, but my my dark horse that I'll be looking out for, uh, maybe not necessarily race winning pace, but I think Jason Bridges will have a good run here. I, th- I think he might be a top five guy. If he keeps it clean and uh, yeah. keeps his damage down, I think you're right. I think he's going to be good. Yeah, um, I, I know he likes to drive the the GT3 cars. And I know the cup car isn't that, but it's it's in that kind of realm of not a ton of downforce, but it is it is downforce and it's got good brakes and big tires. And mm-hmm. I think it's something that it seems like it transfer transfers to him his skill set pretty well. Yeah. And the points are so tight in the cup series that it's like, I know that it's a pretty big gap from first to 16th, but if you really think about it, 140 points is all that separates the leaders, the 16th place. Right. And then, you know, that top 10 guy or or 10th, I guess, is it 10th? 10th to 20th. Only like what is that? I don't even know. A three eighteen to three ninety seven, so eighty, yeah, eighty ish points, give give or take. So yeah, I mean one one good race for one guy. One, I think is what yeah, yeah. It should be seventy. A, a good race for P twenty and a bad race for P ten, and those. I mean, they can make up that gap in one race, and yeah, at a road you, course that that can certainly happen. If you can make up, let's say you. You know, you earn 50 points. That's just with a good stage and a decent finish um, for Bridges. That would propel him forward over a lot of those guys that he's in, in battle with right there. Yeah. And, if those and guys to, have a bad race, if they finish, yeah. you know, 25th or 30th. Yeah. And just to, to pick on 
Keith a little bit, not saying this will happen, but since he's the 10th place guy, we, we have seen where he's come out in the first lap or two and then looped it and all F four. He's out of here. I, I don't anticipate that out of him by any stretch, but it has happened. And yeah. if, if that happens and then like we say, Jason Bridges goes up there and gets some stage points and finishes in the top five, like they're just like that. <laughs> Well, and not to pick on Keith, like you said, I, I mean, I love Keith to death, man. Um, if he, I didn't he's clearly like, if I didn't, mad at me over that penalty I gave him, though. Like He's obviously yeah. butthurt over that penalty, which is unfortunate because, like I said, it told GT and and Farmer, it, it wasn't personal. Like, the penalty was not personal, guys. Don't, don't take the penalties personal. Like, I'm just doing what the rule book allows me to do. I'm trying to clean I, up I, the racing. I'm on this podcast with you every week i had four weeks of probation back to back to back to back like to start out the season damn near and that's it that's just is what it is i mean i earned it i i thought maybe the second one i was like eh, you know but that's the decision that was made and that's it that's whatever i don't like you didn't have a vendetta against me didn't even necessarily make the the decision no. that's that's part of racing mm-hmm. and you know we have a committee for a reason because it takes some of the blame i guess off of me and you know because and i'm not the only one making the decision and i evaluate the stuff with these guys and i say okay well let's look at this this and this and we go you know we determine what the penalties should be and that's how i feel like that that what that's what gives us um it, we hold each other if we hold each other accountable and everybody's held accountable then i think that makes it better it makes it we end up with a better product at the end of the day and yeah the racing is better um but we got we have to hold each other accountable there that that is a part of it but i th- i think that covers uh watkins for us we can get into um i get before we get into nascar since this is more pertinent to the people in the league we can talk about a fantasy for about 2 or 3 minutes yeah um let me let me get it all pulled up here we'll run through the uh through the standings of the day, if if NASCAR's website will agree with me, I know. Um, yeah, I've I've got it here. Um, okay. Which I know, um, if you guys watched the race today, there was a restart that looked an awful lot like a really bad bluegrass restart <laughs> at one point. That I think it claimed like ten cars. It was the most cars wrecked in a single incident in the history of Auto Club. I think it was like ten or twelve cars that were. So someone either they didn't take off or they double pumped it. We mm-hmm. we've all been there, unfortunate, and that it cleared me out. It cl- basically cleaned my lineup out outside of two guys and um, just real bad day overall. Um, mm-hmm. Which I know uh, we had um, Ron, Ron Morris. He missed the first week, got in this week, and uh, he finished third this week. So he's going to be right in the mix of things. I've got. Damn it! Let me pull up the league, not just my roster. Which you, if you have it up, oh, there it is. League. Yeah, I have the league up. Uh, number one amigo, Tony Iverson, uh, Cody Anderson, Brandon Robertson, Dustin Ronstadt, myself, and six. 
Tyler Evans in seventh, Brandon Holder's eighth, Farmer ninth, Fruit, Scoot Fruits, tenth, Ass Blaster, <laughs> Mr. Healy is eleventh, Dookie Shoes is twelfth, Ron Morris is thirteenth, Dirty Old Man, Brian Terry's fourteenth, and Tyler Gamma's zero points fifteenth. Yeah, I think Ty whoever the Tyler was, they GT joined. Hawkins. That's, That's GT. right. Yep. So GT, if you're listening, make sure you get your picks in for next week. Um just just taking results from today, um, Tony Iverson had an absolute killer lineup, which it will not show to me after the race. But I was looking at it during the race, and he had like four guys in the top 10, and his fifth guy was in 17th. Um, yeah, so he had Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, and Ross Chastain. He, and then, so yeah, I mean, if you go, so to look at his results, you go to live race results. And then on okay. the right side, you click their name. And once okay. you click their name, it'll show you their lineup for today. Gotcha. And then he got, um, let's see, he picked one. He got two of the pick, the bonus picks, right? I gave yep. him an extra 20. I didn't do the don't, I didn't do the damn bonus picks. I didn't change my lineup or anything. I completely uh, forgot to. So I got lucky that I did as well <laughs> as I did today, to be honest with you. Yeah, which uh, something I wanted to point out because I was I think I looked at Ron's earlier. Um it the guy that is in your garage, you do not get points for him unless you sub him, him into your lineup. And you can do that all through the race up until last stage. Until the end of the second stage. So like I had Larson. Um I said he had engine problems early on. I took him out and yep. then I had other guys wreck. I ended up putting him back in, but you can, you can move that stuff all the way up until the end of the second stage, just in case you guys didn't know. I did end up subbing Larson out and putting uh Cindric in, but then Cindric ended up getting finished yep. at 28th and he was yep. running well there for a minute. But uh, I think, let's see. Uh, my picks for this week, uh, I mean, I had three top tens. I had Logano, Chastain, Elliott, uh, Blaney, and Cindric. So I didn't do too bad. I just wish I would have went ahead and made some picks because I think I could have got some of those picks right. Um, yeah, which long, long ways to go. And another thing I will mention, because last year was the first time I ever did this. You, we only have, uh, I think, 10 uses of yes. each driver. Yep. I didn't know this last year that resets when the playoffs start and then you uh, get f- you get five more uses out of each guy. So last year when I did it, like I was saving the good guys to use in the playoffs and then the playoffs came around and everything reset. And I was like, well, I kind of screwed myself. So if you're listening now, you know, you can hopefully set yourself up. It's a long ways to go. And don't don't blow your your Kyle Larson's and, and Chase Elliott's too early in the season and end up having to run Cody Ware out there a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to switch it up next week. Um, I know Larson's pretty good at Vegas, but I'm probably going to have to. I don't know if I should save him or or run him at Vegas. I know I'm definitely I have not used Kyle yet, so I've I've still got all ten uses on Kyle. Um, I've used Ross twice also, so I have to I'll probably have to evaluate coming up um see what we got when we get to the when the picks open up this week yeah but uh but yeah that i don't know about you guys it it just kind of adds another dimension when i'm sitting there watching the race i got some some other stuff to root for and and keep my attention if if the race isn't going the way that i want it to 
Absolutely. Um, all right. I think that's going to wrap it up on the bluegrass stuff. And uh, coming at you next will be the NASCAR segment. All right. On to everyone's favorite segment. That's why we put it at the end. If you don't want to hear NASCAR, I've already talked about sponsors. It won't hurt my feelings if you leave, but we're going to talk about NASCAR. Damn it. Um, just happened a, a couple hours ago, finished up. Um, what, in my opinion, is probably the last time we're going to see NASCAR at Auto Club, which makes me pretty sad because I think it's an awesome racetrack. That puts on awesome racing, but be that as it may, um, the Kyle Busch RCR era has officially begun as he got the got the dub. Uh, looked great all day and dominant at the end. Um, there were times when it looked like Ross Chastain was going to drive away. I know he led a ton of laps. He won. Um, first time he's ever swept the stages in a NASCAR race, which was pretty surprising, honestly. Uh, he ended up finishing third. Chase Elliott came on strong late, kind of, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but he, he wasn't a factor early on, which is due to maybe a lot of cars getting wrecked out and there are a few engine issues, that, that kind of deal. Um, but but the other story is uh, uh, Trackhouse was looking great. They finished 3-4. Um, Harvick come in P5. Just uh, overall, it was just Auto Club puts on such good racing. They're, they're mm-hmm. running three and four wide. Guys running around on the apron. They're guys ripping the top, diamonding off. I mean, every different line you could think of, it is available at Auto Club. And, and they took full advantage of it today. Um, I know, Jason, you watched it as well. What 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 do you think about what we got to watch today? Well, I thought uh, Ross was uh, looking good, and then Kyle just came out of nowhere and blew past him. Um, I mean, he literally just tracked his ass down and just got around him and then was gone two-second lead there towards the end. Uh, yep. Kyle looked really good in that RCR8. Uh, I think that's going to be a good merger. I, I like the fact that those guys come out in the second race, which they almost won last week too. But, you know, coming out strong, clearly Bush is a talent. He's, you know, damn good driver. Um, and I feel like he had something to prove to uh, JGR. You know, you're in a what they consider a subpar team, right? Not one of the yeah. big teams comes out and, grabs a win right off the bat in season uh, 2023. So Yeah, not not a lot of Toyotas having a great run. I think Denny was the, the highest Toyota P6. Six, so yeah. Truex entered up 11th. Um, he, had a, he had a pit stop where they didn't get a, a wheel on all the way, which I didn't expect to see, but uh, that happened. He, he recovered decently, but there's some interesting names uh, in the top 10, top 15. You got Keselowski finished 7th. Um, it looks like whatever Kyle Busch is cooking up, it's, it's rubbing off on Austin Dillon. He, he got himself a top 10 and he, he was fast at Daytona as well. Um, Ricky Stenhouse followed up his Daytona 500 with a, a 12th, uh, Corey LaJoy 14th. And he had moments at Daytona where he was looking good. So, uh, different names, which, uh, again, a part of that was, um, the uh, the restart uh, after the second stage, um, someone they either didn't go or they double pumped. I never really got a real 
clear uh, look at like who caused everything. But it, like I said, it like it wiped out like half of my fantasy lineup. Um, it killed Reddick got killed, Priest got killed, Christopher Bell got killed. Um, I think Almondinger, he might have been in the earlier incident. Um, Kyle Larson had engine issues early. He was looking good early on. Um, Ryan Blaney got caught up in that, and he ended up finishing 26. So it was it was kind of all over the place with with that big incident, which I think is what allowed some of the some of these uh, outsiders to to have better finishes than than you might expect. Um, but speaking of uh, JGR. Um, I think it it probably feels pretty good for Kyle to, to go out and win. And then you look at uh, uh, Ty Gibbs is way down there in P16. It was just absolute non-factor all day. It was never fast, never just, just out there turning laps, which he is a rookie. I, you know, I don't expect him to just walk in and figure it out, but kind of what I expect out of him, I guess. And I hate the kid anyway. So I, I, <laughs> I could, I couldn't, I wish he would have finished 78th, but you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Reddick usually is pretty damn good at, at auto club. So it was, it was unfortunate yeah. that what happened to him. Um, uh, but yeah, like you said, a lot of different names up in the top 10 today. Um, just, a lot of guys that I thought would have like Larson, obviously he, he's usually really good here, you know, up on yep. the fence and stuff had a, had a rough day, but and Blaney had a rough day. Byron had a rough day. looks like. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I don't want to say weird. Just, I think that one incident really shook things up. Cause I was like, you I expected Larson to be fast. I expected Reddick to be fast. I expected bell to be, those are the dirt track guys that like to rip the top. And yep. for, Different reasons, whether Larson had the engine issues and Bell was in the wreck, and it just that's that's NASCAR though. That's that's why they run thirty six races. You can't you can't determine after two races who who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. But early on, that that trackhouse team's looking real real capable of making some noise this season. Absolutely, I think it would be a, a fun thing to do a money race at Auto Club. It's a different. It's a you know it's a big track. It's a big speedway. I think that a money race there would uh, probably bring in like, a good crowd of people and probably put on a good show as well. Yeah, which m- maybe we're biased, but I I don't know anybody that doesn't like Auto Club just for the fact that you can run around the bottom, you can run around the the apron if you want to, apparently, or you can rip the fence and you, you can do all kinds of different things. That there's something for everybody's driving style, and I, mm-hmm. I think that makes it really interesting. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Yeah, the dra- the drafting on front stretch was crazy in the cup race. Mm-hmm. And the blocking that Ross did. <laughs> yeah. Surprised he didn't get turned. Yeah, which uh, so I I watched it with, uh, with a farmer and a, a couple of my other buddies. But one thing that Dave picked out that was really interesting on the front stretch, the drafting was crazy. The side draft was crazy, too. There were... A guy would have a run, and then he would get side drafted and just immediately kill his run for. Which for is no weird because. <laughs> which yeah. is weird because these cars don't side. They don't have side draft. There's no side yeah. force. They're not supposed to, but yeah, man, I saw. To. There, there were several times where I, it happened to Logano a couple times where it looked like he was just gonna fly past whoever it was, and then they'd pull up next to him, and then that they'd be side by side entering into into turn one. It was. 
Kind of strange. I, I didn't expect that to be well, that effective. Here, here's something I should. Well, so they're not supposed to have side force and side draft, right? But we know that these manufacturers are always trying, or not manuf- teams are always trying mm-hmm. to find crap or that they can do around this. And I've heard, I've heard now what they'll do is they'll take these panels and they'll modify these panels a little bit and then put the wrap on them because. And and they they figured a way out to beat the 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 lasers and the mm-hmm. cameras. They've they figured out a way that they can actually manipulate these cars and these panels that they're getting that are prefabbed. Um, IKEA race cars is what John Kinder called them. But uh, these <laughs> these teams are so clever that they've found a way to keep these panels within so many thousands of their tolerances or whatever. But yet yep. they've. They're, they're, they're doing something, clearly. They're yeah. manipulating something somewhere. Every little it. bit counts. And they're keeping it. And that's what somebody, who was it? We were talking, somebody was talking about it the other day with me, and they were talking about how they were taking these panels and they were manipulating the panels. Just, it may have been Lancaster, but I don't know. I don't want to call I don't want to say it was. Yeah. I don't want to get him in trouble. <laughs> but it was somebody was talking about it. And I don't, I don't think it was Adam, though. It was somebody else. They were talking about how that these guys were, um, one of the, it was somebody is one of their buddies had told them that works also works on NASCAR team was talking about how they're taking them, the panels off and they're manipulating them. And then they're putting the wrap on. So you can't see what they've done. And the cameras are and the lasers and all that crap. Cause they got this system called like Hawkeye or Eagle eye or some shit like that, that scans the car. And it's, you can somehow still beat the system. You can, you know, beat the cameras and beat the lasers with this system that NASCAR uses. So it's pretty cool. Uh, a lot of, a lot of engineering goes into it. Very smart guys are up there making decisions on this and, uh, pretty cool to see. Yep. Just, just gotta be careful. You end up like Denny last season where JGR was running a, that piece of tape underneath their wraps, whether, whether or not that made any difference. I personally don't really think it did, but it's against the rules. And I bet, JGR was doing that shit all season until they got caught at Pocono because they had to go to the the extra R&D after the race. But like even in testing leading up to last season, uh, talking about side force there, I, I remember uh, Harvick in particular, um, since we're uh, Lancaster's the, the Stuart Haas guy, um, they uh, they were running like some crazy skew in the car to where it, it's it's tracking where the rear end is not lined up with the front as to create side force and NASCAR ended up outlawing it pretty quickly. So they, they didn't have that range and adjustment on the, on the alignments to, to make that happen. But mm. that goes back to these teams, any, any gray area in the rule book or anywhere they think they can find an advantage that the, these guys are as, as smart as it gets and eking out every little bit of performance that you can out of these things, whether you're supposed to mod, you're not supposed to touch the, any of these supplied components at all, as far as modification, but if they can get away with it and get they're a couple wins every, every damn time. And, and that's you can why, see that's why they that make the big bucks. that's, you, you know, that's, that's exactly what Lancaster's job is, is to beat the rule book. He's that's his job. He took over Kinder's job and that's what Kinder used to do is try to find ways to beat the rule book. And you can tell, He's got that mentality when it comes to bluegrass because he takes those gray areas and he tries he tries his best to figure out a way 
to use those gray areas in bluegrass mm-hmm. as well. And I mean, it's, I get it. It's, he's a, that's what he does. He races for a living and he's t- always trying to beat the rule book. So he'll take those gray areas and he'll try to make it work to his advantage. So uh, dudes are really smart, man. Oh, hey, by by those rules, if there are any NASCAR teams listening, uh, Travis Twitty probably take a job because that man will find the gray area. I promise you. <laughs> That's another one. Yep. Absolutely. All well, right. That, I think that's about it, man. We've uh, we covered picks. We covered NASCAR. We covered bluegrass. Um, covered Mike Neal calling his shot two times in a row. Yep. If if uh, if you guys have nothing else. I mean, I don't. There's not really much that I can think of. Um, thanks to the sponsors one more time, um, and pretty much call it a day. So big thanks to uh, Kenner Performance Group, Huffman Design, Scott Frist Designs, Butt Kicker, Red Rocket Buildings Barbecue, Elevated Outdoors, WJM. Appreciate you all coming on board with us again uh, for this season and uh, supporting the league. Um, and I guess we'll see you guys next week. Um, I'm. I'll let Alex do the outro again. He did a phenomenal yeah. job the other day. <laughs> well, I don't get to make fun of any sponsors this time since I've already talked about them. But uh, last thing, I guess we'll we'll thank our special guest, my flex teammate, my honorary your name here, Motorsports Cup teammate. When he does race in Cup, he he runs around with us. Um, super talented, super fast. I, I kind of like I call him the the Ross Chastain of the Truck Series because he's he's aggressive, he's clean. He'll use every inch you give him, and by God, come playoff time, you better watch out for him. So, Bobby, thanks for joining us for the Green Ninety Four, and uh, that's it. <laughs> Till Monday, Alex. It's Bobby. I'm Jason. See ya.